Did you did you listen to the new Mabimba? I'll take this out probably. I did. And then when Justin kind of regresses to a pre pre speech state. Push and, push and make Justin strong. <laughs> I I love the fact that Justin can inhibit like this childlike I know. I don't know. I yeah, love he's fantastic. I love Justin. Justin is the most valuable player. Of our podcast. Yes. Which McElroy are you? I think I I probably am Griffin. You're probably Justin. And we each have half of Travis. Yeah, yeah, I think probably. <laughs> Just to mitigate the fact that Griffin and Justin are both geniuses. They're both very good. So we and have a bit Justin of slows them both down. Travis. She means Travis. We, we love this McElroy. No offence. Offence yeah. meant. Travis Travis does slow down. Travis intended. Take it. Don't have Do not have yeah. I hope it withers his beard away. Yeah. I hope it makes his beard fall off. Of course. <laughs> yes. Are you setting a plague upon Travis McElroy? Uh, a plague upon the house McElroy. Not on the house McElroy, just on just specific Travis. Travis. Just Travis McElroy. But not for his wife. Um, no, I mean, I also feel like maybe the thing with podcasts that actually I like and listen to. Is not good. It's good in case podcast, we become podcast famous. Okay, that's good. I hope they don't. Walk without rhythm. It won't attract the worm. Walk without rhythm. And it won't attract the worm. Walk without rhythm. And it won't attract the worm. If you walk without rhythm, you never learn. My pronouns are they and them. Um, I ate two mozzarella sandwiches today and I'm here to fucking pass. Ooh, to fuck and party? Or fucking party? To fuck and party. I've never fucked. Or party. Never ever in my whole life. That's what I'm here to do today, folks. So, you better get excited. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Josie. My pronouns are she, her, I guess. But... That's fine. Seen her because I haven't I haven't really put any thought into it particularly. Yeah. But there you, you go. Do you say any pronouns or do you not want to say any pronouns? I guess I mean I say any pronouns. And I'll see how it feels, man. Um <laughs> Yes. Great. So we read some Dune, I guess. We read some more Dune. Yeah. It remains good. Yeah, um, there were some remains... exciting things in this. Paul had Paul had a sad poem that he for sad times, and it wasn't very good, but it was a good concept. Oh, um, two beautiful ugly men showed up. Paul's hot gay dads showed beautiful up. Beautiful ugly men, and ugly they men. had a fight. And yes. That's Jessica, it. the old lady, was very mean to Jessica again. Yeah, that old lady is super mean. She's so mean to Jessica. Um, I like I Jessica. I like Jessica. I like yeah. her. Uh, that her hair. I like that it says that her her body was tortured by the winds of puberty. <laughs> I highlighted that bit. Tortured Me too. By the winds of puberty. Like, yes. Oh boy. I'm also tortured by bad? the winds. Frank Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I do like how Dune is often accidentally gender. It yeah. is often, very often, accidentally gender, which Sometimes I just really it respect. Does it gender? I guess. Sometimes it is just gender. Thanks, June. And that's good. You did it. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Do you want? Do we want to read? Do we want to talk of things, or do we want to just launch in? Well, I mean, uh, can I do my worm of the week now? Oh yeah, from last year. From because last I, year, last episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, please give us your worm of the week. Especially because it's very apropos. Long-awaited worm of the week. Yes, worm of last week. Although actually, um, it is today. Today is the day. Oh, today's the day. Today is the day of the night of the worm moon. Worm of the moon. All hail All the worm hail moon. The worm moon. Um, bow down. Bow down. Come on, everybody. Worm Let's all hail the worm moon. Worm moon. Yeah, a bit Great. like that. I um, love it. <laughs> today, so uh, apparently, the the reason why it's called the worm moon. Is because uh, this is the the moon under which all the worms begin to move around again after winter. Is I fucking love worm moon. Yeah, it's really yeah. important. 
the um, worms come out to play as Worm Moon. Yes, so you get the worm casts appearing on the top of the uh, the soil. Ah, <laughs> that was you were super into the worm. I'm casts. so into worm casts. It's um, us. <laughs> yes, the worm cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, apparently it is 2019's last most beautiful supermoon. Fuck yeah, um, dude. The last yes. supermoon is the worm moon. The womb of the the womb of the merns. The, the moon of, of the, the worms. worms. Um, yes, thank you, goddess. Thank, thank you, you goddess of the worms and the moon. Thank, thank you, womb, worm, the goddess. Thank you, Princess Irulan. Thank you, Princess Irulan. Now, <laughs> goddess of the worm moon. <laughs> oh, that's a great worm of the week. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, just look up in the sky and think about the worms. Let me see if I can see the moon from where I'm sitting. I can't because my light's on, but I could probably turn oh. it off. Press F to venerate moon. Press F to respect the worm moon. Press F to worship <laughs> the worm moon. Yes. I love that. Press everybody, F to venerate. Everybody take a minute just to look up and... Actually, by the time this podcast comes out, the worm moon will be long gone. Shall we have ten seconds of silence for the worm moon? Okay, yes, let's. I know okay. silence is very scary in audio. Okay. Um, but we have to venerate. Thank you, Worm Moon. Thank you, Worm Moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's all right. let's read. Yeah, let's can read. I read the first heading? Yes, although it is the best one, um, and uh, I'm jealous, but yes. Okay. Thus spoke Centelier of the knife. The Reverend Mother must combine the seductive wiles of a courtesan with the untouchable majesty of a virgin goddess, holding these attributes in tension so long as the powers of her youth endure. For when her youth and beauty have gone, she'll find that the place between, once occupied by tension, has become a wellspring of cunning and resourcefulness. From Wadib Family Commentaries. <laughs> by the Princess Irulan. Thank you, Princess. I'm not into... I don't know if I'm into the Dune voice anymore. Oh, I like I do, it. I mean, I like it, but I also think that that's a pretty interesting quote. Yeah. No, I'm um, really interested in that. I love yeah. to read things in a funny voice, but it's really interesting. It is interesting. Um, uh, I know it's pretty sort of hatchety, like, yeah. ah, occupy the space between slutty and olds. Slutty um. and, you know, you know, the virgin mother, angel, lady, devil thing that yeah, all the fiction does forever. Bit, uh, yes. A virgin whore complex, and I think it does say both of those things: courtesan, virgin goddess. Yeah, okay. It does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just it is think interesting it is though. A little bit interesting from the perspective of like you know being raised as a woman sort of forces you to be to have cunning and resourcefulness. Like oh yeah, you know, like it's it's hard enough that it it hardens you. It makes you learn. It makes you sort of weaponize yourself in a way that's sort of horrible but in a way that is really interesting mm. uh, yeah and yes I think actually also another thing is that this it sort of bespeaks another sort of like a continued life cycle a, a continued lifespan where after you know your body is used up or whatever yeah. you know your, your body is no longer of importance you will still have like this this wellspring yeah um which, it's still awesome, so, baby. So, I mean, and that's kind of my my dream, like being forced to occupy. Um, I guess being forced to is like it's not really the right. <laughs> yeah, I really want to be forced to occupy. I mean, the but space I, 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 I'm sort of as a um, uh, quote unquote woman. I don't want to work out my gender issues live on air. <laughs> that's fine. But, but maybe I do anyway. Hmm. <laughs> um, as a as a quote unquote woman it's like kind of um refreshing it's sort of my dream would be to like to just get to that bit immediately yeah like, to just be to like i'm none the... of these things i'm just yeah. cunning and great to let all the body stuff disappear and yeah. be entirely a, a person who yeah has, just be a you know, mind that yes. thinks and where, is sort where, of revered <laughs> if all the tension that currently exists in my um sort of mind body situation yeah. was replaced by cunning and resourcefulness that would be i'd be i would be so cunning and resourceful <laughs> that'd be so good um, and I think, think that would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Mm. 
Who do you think um, Saint Alia of the Knife is? Because she sounds cool as hell. I think I think she's like a, a elder, 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 elder past Benegesserit mother. Yeah, like an older. What a cool fucking name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I am very pro Benegesserit. Yeah, well, you're not sure, but I am pro Benegesserit. I think that they are cool and also morally very bad and not good (laughs) (laughs) so i know it's fun to root for villains but i don't want to you know i don't don't i don't want to come out on the side of eugenics no i don't want to do that (laughs) thank you and this has like this has a really interesting aesthetic that isn't directly tied to like fascism but also Mm. all of the the things that they do to people and the way that they're Sort it's of very bad. Culture is enforced on people. Is like, oh, yucky, <laughs> yucky, yucky, yucky. Yeah, like what they it's did to Jessica. Yucky. I don't remember these chapters very well because I didn't read them. Like, I read them once and not twice. Yeah, but, you know, Jessica has a hard fucking time in this chapter. Jessica, Jessica gets basically bullied by yeah uh, the Reverend Mother in this, and yeah. it's not it's not very not and very nice. The, end of the the chapter the Riffa mother is like hey do you love me and Jessica's like yeah <laughs> which again I understand it and I feel it and I know it in my heart yeah uh, and anyway it's an interesting relationship it is um I do like the fact that um Jessica um no the reverend the reverend mother eventually admits the possibility and in a kind of sort of moving moment mm. that Paul could be the Kwisatz Haderach. Yeah. And like at the end, she's quite tender with Jessica. You know, she's like, you know, I want to help you. I want to make sure that you're right. I want to tell you this for your own good, although I know it's hard. But she mm. also spent the whole of the chapter before just being, being a dick. She is such a dick. <laughs> but just, I mean, the fact that she, she leaves and there are tears on her face. I know. And then... But they're both disturbed by it. They're really yeah. unnerved. I really find it That's really interesting. Great. I found it a really stirring, unsettling moment. If you had to choose between being a monk and a crone, which one would you be? Mm, crone monk. <laughs> crone monk. Would you like to be a monk when you're young and then transform slowly into a crone as you grow old? Yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> um I think that would be my ideal sort of lifespan. Actually. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Um, How about you, Monk or Crone? Uh, they're both pretty fucking appealing, actually. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. Like, I want to sit all day in the in a tower and do gardening and illuminated manuscripts and yeah. draw little snails in the corner and like <laughs> be secretly torturedly gay. And also, yeah. I want to be an uh, an old woman who doesn't need to be beautiful or charming or sexy and just is mean all the time. <laughs> yeah, me. I mean, I I am kind of living the form the the latter that yeah. life anyway, um, which is I'd good. I'd love to say I'm the former, but I'm very not. Yeah, and I I mean also I should, we should probably mention that being torturedly gay while romantic is also very sad very, and bad, very awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like the um, the the mother, the Reverend Mother says. You know, the old voice carried a tone of cruel mimicry. Like, you know, someone who loves you doesn't talk to you like that, question mark? I know. Presumably. <laughs> Presumably. But I do, there is something very les about Bene Gesserit stuff. Oh, interesting. I think. Predatory. Um, I do think because, you know, like all single gender institutions, mm-hmm. Part of the reason for the existence of that institution is to cover up, you know, yeah. un, un, you know, socially mandated, not mandated, but yeah, socially accepted socially uh, same gender relationships. Do you want to talk about that in more detail? Because that's a very interesting, like, thesis. Oh, no. I mean, only the church and boarding schools. Yeah. Uh, I speak from some experience with... Yeah one of Tell me about it. not boarding schools I get um, yeah well I mean I w- my job is kind of weird and I won't go into details but um it's basically to do with uh the church and stopping people from having uh illegal and abusive sex which is sounds good. hard and bad yeah well it's you know it is what it is don't mm. tell my people I work for that I'm saying this um, they won't listen to this <laughs> Will they? I hope not. 
Um, and I mean, one of the the reasons that it's sort of the more I read about it, and the more I find out about like um, clergy sex scandals and sex mm. abuse stuff, is that it's the like reason... oh, it's built into this institution. It's it's, it's built in part yeah. of the reason. Part of the reason that the clergy is is so all male in specific like in specific movements in the church is because it's 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 a front for being gay yeah you're allowed Which... in like the oxford movement in the in the 19th century i guess 19th century mm-hmm. like the the reason it exists is so that people like intellectuals who liked incense were allowed to get together and smush <laughs> Which is like, and it also could be have good, like, but a, it's so bad. A, it's so bad. It's really, it is really bad. Yeah. But it's also like fascinating and seductive. Yeah. Um. And my feeling about the Bene Gesserit also being a religious institution, mm-hmm. uh, and a single single gender religious institution, it's is kind of similar. Yeah. Um. I was actually talking to someone else recently about how, as with everything. Um, men get the best stuff when it comes to gayness. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, I like, I love being uh, a les. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-practicing cultural lesbian. Cultural. Lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> like you can be a cultural Jew. You know. Do you know Same what? thing. It made me think of like cultural Marxism. Cultural yes, well, lesbianism. Maybe, maybe not cultural Marx, but yes. Yeah, um, I mean, cultural Marxism is fake and not real and stupid, which is and, why cultural and lesbianism is so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Thank you. Continue. I feel really, I feel really good about it. Um, uh, but like, gay men get vaulting intellectualism, yeah. truth and beauty, aesthetics. Yeah. You know, they get all the good stuff, and lesbians get haircuts right. and small-scale agriculture. Yeah, they're which... like lesbians. Who? <laughs> what are those? It's... It's not, I mean, and given the choice, given the choice, I guess I would want, uh, I guess, I don't know. Gender. Gender. I mean, also not saying that lesbians don't have intellectuals. I mean, Susan <laughs> Sontag and yeah. Judith Butler, question mark? Anyway. Yeah, but it's um, <laughs> I mean, Paul, we do get some prime Paul in this. Yeah, Paul is very good. Okay, yes. There he's was just like... Words. Oh, I'm a prophet, but m- no big deal. No big you deal. You know, I have. Well. I just have dreams, and they come true. Yeah. No, this this bit about Paul was very good, but I'm still on page thirty six, and okay. I want to talk about. Oh, um, did you get a physical copy of? No, I I went to the ebooks website that I got my ebook on, and this one has pictures. <laughs> um. So I want to just read this little passage where Jessica talks about her ordeal. Yeah. Um, and then we can talk about sad boy Paul. All right. Um. Which I also want to do another bit of talking about before we get to that, but then we can talk about Sad Boy Paul, sure. the prophet, and his sad poems. That's no, no, no problem, man. <laughs> so, let's go for it. It says, There had been another ordeal once, so many mm. years ago. A skinny girl with hair the colour of bronze, her body tortured by the winds of puberty, <laughs> had <laughs> entered the study of the Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Mohaim. Mohaim? Proctor Superior to life, Bene Mohayam, Mohayam. Do you know? Do you know that? No, maybe no. not. Proctor Superior of the Bene Gesserit <laughs> School on Valach the Ninth. Uh, Jessica looked down at her right hand, flexed the fingers, remembering the pain, the terror, the anger. Jessica got bullied at school. Jessica's so sad. She's gay Jessica's... and she got bullied, and now she had to marry a man, and then she had a son, and now she's being bullied for having a son. I know. So it's, rude. So <laughs> It's so rude. They do, like, in this chapter, they're like, they really do imply that it's her choice. Like, her choice that what? Like, you that know. That she didn't have a daughter. Yeah, like, you were told to only bear daughters to the Atreides. It meant so much to him. And you and your pride thought you could produce the Kvizatz Hadarach, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think it is a bit like... um again ancient greek tragedy stuff where yeah. if you don't if you don't bear the child of the right gender or for whatever reason yeah, you they know fucking die. or if you have a cursed child or whatever you kill that child yeah um, i wonder or i wonder if this is so far in the future that they've developed like you know the unethical horrible designer babies that you sort of we're on the verge of unethically being able to do now mm. you know Probably. I mean, my feeling is that probably in, in Dune universe, 
you can assign the gender of your child by thinking hard enough, you know. <laughs> With your psychic like, powers. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I like the idea that um, in the universe, mm. it's sort of possible for, like, um, you know, that sort of, you know, genetic manipulation before a child is born. And also that being something that is treated as very ceremonial and sort of spiritual and psychic and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. That's I mean, cool. I love, I'm so interested in the fact that it's not only um, breeding in the kind of gross, awful um, uh, eugenic sense, but it's also bloodlines in that very weird sort of noble houses, ancient lineages kind of way. That mm-hmm. It does feel very, and I'm going to keep harping on about it because it's the only thing in my mind and heart <laughs> and soul, is yeah. it feels very Greek tragedy. It does, like, it really does. I was reading on Wikipedia. Yes, tell me <laughs> about okay, Wikipedia. Yes. So on, on Wikipedia, um, uh, it said, while I was Googling uh, Atreides, um, just because I was hoping that I hadn't said something stupid when I was talking about Atreides being oh, line of Atreus um, from uh, the Oresteia. Um, and it said that in Dune, um, the Atreides are direct descendants of the ancient Greek tragedy Atreides. And that I thought that sets wild. a bad precedent. <laughs> That's actually not very good like because what the fuck <laughs> those guys the whole point of them is that they should have died out because they were so very cursed, so cursed. they are so cursed have you read have you read the oresteo or a no, synopsis of the oresteo <laughs> uh, it's very it's like very complicated i don't know how to read um, uh, except we're doing a book podcast yeah so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> book i can read as june <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, like, so, uh, it's Agamemnon and Clytemnestra. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I know who they are. So, Clytemnestra kills Agamemnon. Yeah. Um, and she's then, like, cool. I love that bitch. Anyway. Yeah, she's such a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so anyway, like, then massive curse situation happens, and eventually the bloodline gets cleansed by a ritual sacrifice, um, and it's very, Good. Yeah, she did lots <laughs> of fucking killing. And yeah. so did lots of people. So much killing. Great. I went to see a, a, a production of all three plays at the same time. Oh, yeah, you a, did, didn't from you? A, from a, um, yeah, it was like a, like it sort of had a, I feel like the only person that this production was put on was for me. Yeah. Because we it, was, like 18. It, was, <laughs> it was the translation, it was the Anne Carson translation oh of, um, uh, the or the the Aeschylus plays, and I like had a fucking like brain attack just <laughs> <laughs> from from being so into it. Oh, unfortunately, no, I'm having a brain attack. Oh, I'm I, having a brain attack. Just hearing about it, actually, I'm really excited because I know how intensely it is your thing. Uh, unfortunately, I'm like, shit, God, that's amazing. It is, it is the most my thing a thing has ever been. Yes. And if if I had not been able to go and see it, my life would not have felt complete, unfortunately. Mm. But I did. Yeah. So anyway, so that's good. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I want to ask you something actually. On pages okay. thirty-seven to thirty-eight, um, uh-huh. and we can take a second to read through it, maybe because when I read it, I was like, "What the fuck does this mean?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there's some interesting world building here, and mm. what do you think it means? It's like the bit where she says. Um, uh, you know well the pattern of our affairs, Jessica. The race knows its own mortality and fears. Stagnation mm. of its heredity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like that bit until... Uh, the bit it's until chips in the path of the flood, which I wish I knew what that meant. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me give you... Let me, let me give me a time to read it. Yes. Uh, and then I guess we can talk about what it is is yes because again this is this is all like the the, the stuff that i find tasty yeah it's really yummy i just don't understand it okay all right okay you're the intellectual on this podcast oh boo no i'm the (laughs) this is not the case i'm chancellor you're the vice chancellor yeah i'm a figurehead with no actual power you make the money (laughs) um (laughs) great yes 
they're going to set up the uh, um, upper ranks of the staffing of the university. Uh-huh. Um, That's and, us. I should yeah. be reading this, but we're making okay, funny jokes. Okay, read it, read it, read it, okay. As I'm reading it, I want to say, mm. you're doing French and I'm nasty, nasty Anne Carlyle. Anyway... <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a uh, that's a niche joke. Yeah, that's a joke just for me. <laughs> that's narrow casting. I only just understand what you mean. <laughs> this one's for foul grads only. For foul grads who listen to this podcast only, which is me. Which is just you. So this, I think, some of this needs like politi- uh, some kind of ba- uh, background in political science to understand. And I don't. <laughs> I'm still have reading. that. Sorry, me too. Oh. What is chips and chips? Chips, chips in the path, in the of, path the of the flood. And I was like, mmm, yum yum, chips. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> munch munch. Crunch munch. Okay, I have no I have no idea what chips in the path of the flood is. But uh the other stuff, I guess I guess I kind of got my brain a little bit around. Yeah. I think I think that chips in the path of the flood means like so she talks about like um, the pattern of things and how they work, which I don't mm. entirely know what that refers to, but I imagine that it's like, um, well, I sort of gather that it's like how things are supposed to work according to the Bene Gesserit. And mm. then chips in the flood means that like everything that is happening currently that seems like it's a big deal is sort of just something that will be washed over by the Bene Gesserit way. Yeah, but chips... I chips. know chips. What do you mean chips? It's not. Do you mean like poker chips? Do you mean like like uh, fried like potatoes? Do you, you mean when you like flat fried potatoes? When you get a little bit out of a, a solid surface using a chisel, chip, chip. Do you mean mm. like um, as in when you a little crack in a something? cup? Chip, chip. Do you mean the you... one from Beauty and the Beast? Who's chip, chip, <laughs> chip, <laughs> chip. <laughs> Um, Good podcast, anyway. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, it definitely is just doubling down on what we already know yeah. about. It's like um, continuing to explain what the houses are and things yeah. like that. So it's it's useful, and we yeah. get a little bit of a, an idea about um, how the Imperium, like the three powers that that work in the the Empire. Yeah. So you've got the Imperial household. Um, and the houses, um, the great houses of the Lanterard um, of the Lanterard, um, and then the guild. So with this the, damnable monopoly on interstellar transport. But everything, everything about the guild is damnable. I know she hates the guild. She hates the guild. <laughs> but also, I think damnable is like a very easy way to be like. By the way, just so you know, I hate this thing, but I'm not yeah. going to dwell on it because I'm <laughs> a good so sci-fi you know, author. Fuck em. You were talking about the houses. Yes. Oh, this is a clever way for me to Im- inject some spice yeah. into something, ah, so some I don't spice. have, so I don't have to do, uh, <laughs> the spice that folds time. Mm. Um, no, so this this is so I don't have to do any actual work. I just have to just say I'm able. Bad. I'm able to make it seem like to let people know that this person doesn't like this thing. I know very well, quickly. Like, there are other ways you could do that in a without more, exactly. Yeah, um, in a more anyway, interesting way. It's very, uh, I'm just saying, shame on you, Frank Herbert, because yeah. I got there when I was 17. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, this is the, being bitchy. This is um, very good, I love it. Um, but what, what were you saying before that? About... So, so we're talking about the, the, the tripod, yeah. the, the tripod of these different powers, the Damnable Guild, um, mm-hmm. and the Houses, and the Imperial Household, um, and... In politics, apparently, the tripod is the most unstable of all structures. I wonder if that's true or just something that Frank made up. Um, uh, I guess because you can always say, uh, in a tripod you can say, um, yes, I like you and we can gang up against this one. You mm. can do it You can do it two times that's in a tripod. True. Yeah. Everyone can do it two times Yeah. Um, against one another. Yeah. And it's just like a very balanced, horrible, evil way of doing it. I guess so. But that's... Is that stable or unstable? I think it's unstable. Okay. Like, you know how a triangle is a stable thing? If you put three legs on a stool, then the stool doesn't fall down? I'm u- Yeah, I'm used to triangles being like a very stable shape. But if you okay. flip a triangle upside down, compositionally, it's very unstable. And it has like 
you know, it injects a lot of tension into a composition and makes it oh, very unnerving and difficult. That's so very that is sort of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But tripods are like, you know, designed to be stable. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, I think he's making like an ironic point that, ah, despite an actual tripod being very stable, tripod politics, politics yeah. is unstable. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Fuck off Frank Herbert, but also I that's know. interesting. <laughs> I kind of want to find out whether this is the case I don't or know. not. I love how just everything comes from every language. Like, yeah. imperial household, emperor, all these bits is, like, very, like, Roman stuff. Yeah. And then immediately following imperial household, you've got Landsrad, yeah. which sounds like German or it Dutch does. or something. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's just like, he's just smushing everything all up in everything. I love it's this fine. one sentence that, like, is so, it's like, it's so exposition-y and, <laughs> like, stupid and has so much information for, like, supposedly being a sentence that is, like, you know, not, that is to somebody who who already knows that this is a thing. It's yes. like, it'd be bad enough without the complication of a feudal trade culture which turns us back <laughs> on most science. Like, okay, thanks like yeah thank Thanks you for the exposition it's like it's me like me saying oh it's bad enough we live in an exploitative capitalist society yeah and you're like oh yeah it is bad but you know i guess sci-fi is hard because you have to invent the whole world i guess so but also it's like there are other ways to do that <laughs> mm. i mean i do like the fact that um the reverend mother's um uh, her 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 speech is kind of laced with yeah. these uh, extended metaphors yeah. that she just returns to again and again. That so is if, fun. if I read to you um, the bit that she says at the beginning of this passage, which I just really love, um, is I see in the future what I've seen in the past. You well know the pattern of our affairs, Jessica. The race knows its own mortality and fears stagnation of its heredity. It's in the bloodstream, the urge to mingle genetic strains without plan. The Imperium, the Chum Company, all of the great houses, they are but bits of flotsam in the path of the flood. I do love that. I so really we have, do. Yeah, me too. It's good. So you have, you know, How the does line. Frank go from such good writing to such bad writing? <laughs> Because I don't know. I think... He goes from that to like, don't be facetious, girl. You know as well as I do, law dump. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, okay. I mean, at the at, at present, we have to take the good Frank with the bad Frank. I know. Um, and I probably also accept that it'll never get better. But it's also, very good to make fun of the bad Frank it, and to appreciate the good Frank. It is. Um, and. I don't know. Everyone just cries and trembles in this. I know. <laughs> and Jessica has a really hard time. Yeah. Um, and everyone Jessica. gets yelled at. Um, and everyone's, you know, like, feeling anxious about going to Arrakis. Um, I wish I could... I love the trembliness of everything. Mm. Everyone is just really upset. Oh, I'm just, I'm just rereading the bit where Jessica's like... She's just like, I've never been so lonely. I know. And, and the old said, woman says humans are almost always lonely. And it's like, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Jessica deserves better. I love her. I wish Jessica could have had a nice life. I wish this sad gay mum can just, like, have a nice thing for once. See, I mean, I've read ahead and I kind of feel like she does love the Duke, but she's also a little bit She's not sure about the Duke. Yeah. About Leto. I imagine that he's sort of hard to read. Like, I haven't met him yet because I haven't read <laughs> But um, Yeah. I mean, uh, should I just mention quickly what, what I was uh, WhatsApping you about earlier? Yeah, anyway, sure. Did you know that WhatsApp is owned by Facebook? Yeah, I know. Which is I weird know. and bad. It's fuck, right? Anyway. Yeah. Everything, um, everything's owned by three companies and it's very bad. <laughs> It's the tripod. It's yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the tripod. <laughs> unstable Very tripod. Unstable. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Um, but uh, so apparently, in the upcoming Denis Villeneuve movie um, okay. of Dune, uh, the new Dune movie, which yeah. I'm not prepared to accept as canon yet until Noon. I have Dune. Um, yes, quite as Can we established. I just say a thing? 
Yes, but then so I have to interrupt you back. It won't be very long, and then you can finish your thing. Okay. Um, when I when I logged onto Twitter and I followed the other Dune podcasts, which I'm refusing to acknowledge, they uh-huh. they were all having arguments about whether the new Dune movie was an adaptation or like a an interpretation or oh. a remake. Oh God, it makes like, me shut sick. Up. You just be less of a nerd I for know. like one minute. We say doing a podcast about Dune also. <laughs> Um, by the way, this is a formal um, statement of beef with the other podcasts oh, of Dune. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Absolutely. We're out to get you bitches, and That's we will right. get you. That's fucking right. Um, continue <laughs> what you were saying, please. So, um, so they've cast um, uh, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto, and I've did not been trying to find out stuff deliberately. I've just only been able to not avoid some things. Beautiful. And that's man. one of the things that I, he is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and he's tiny oh, and he's he lovely. Is. Um, and he's very wonderful. Mm. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I, I really want him to be in it because he's so great. Mm. But he my good. feeling about Leto is that he's very emotionally cold mm. and weird and horrible mm-hmm. uh, in a kind of, a way that you can imagine him one day maybe being nice. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. That's a good look. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar Isaac is is. I don't know if he's capable of being emotionally cold. I mean, I have seen Ex Machina, mm-hmm. but even then, like part of the whole thing about his villain in Ex Machina was that he was very good at being uh, convincingly emotionally warm. And then oh, he, he was off. fucking terrifying in Ex Machina. Yeah, he, he was, was terrifying. scary. He was. It was um, really but scary. I, but I liked it. Like, his warmth felt really, co- like, convincingly false. I liked Ex Machina as well. <laughs> he was terrifying. Yeah, and then he does a dance. He does do a dance. <laughs> the best scene in Ex Machina. I think Machina. he should also do a dance in Dune. I think that should be in his contract with that every should. movie he does. There might now. be a dance in June. Um, there had better be a dance in June. You cannot dance. mention a dancing master in the first page of June and then, and then not no give dancing. me dancing. Okay. That's just ridiculous. So Oscar Isaac has to dance. Oscar Isaac has to dance, but he's been cast as Leto. And I was thinking, um, uh, in my in my fan casting before I knew before I had understood this. If I had understood that this is the way of the Bene Gesserit and that that is what had been ordained, um, <laughs> you know, um, my feeling about Leto was maybe the Batch. Yeah. The Batch. Yeah. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm surprised because we were just Yes, this is, this is premium podcast stuff. It's like, okay, yeah. we're going to text about it and then you're going to react as yes. well while we're wow, recording. Wow, the Batch? Whoa. The Batch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who I do have complicated feelings about, and it's been a while since he's done anything that's been good. Yes. Um, Did you or, see Doctor Stanger? Or, or noteworthy? No, I haven't seen Doctor Stanger. I've I know seen they so do. Bad. And then after that, I heard some people say it was good. Mm, I mean, uh, a lady I used to work with went to see Doctor Stanger yeah. um, and said that she thought he was hot in it. Oh. But uh, I don't. I didn't. It took that for me. That was a cue not to see it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's got a dress and a stupid little beard. And the dress and the, is very the, good, but the <laughs> stupid little beard? I don't know about it. And also, apparently, I mean, I only know this from the McElroy Brothers bit, where they're like, oh, he does a weird accent where he's almost American, but just not quite. <laughs> um, and I believe that. And I don't want to see Benedict fail quite so badly. Yeah. Because he, you know, I remember the time. I was on Tumblr yeah. when he could do no wrong. Yeah. And everyone was like... Oh, Everybody was like, oh, Brinklebug, we love you. Oh, God, you know, I hate that. I hate the whole <laughs> improvised two syllables. We did used um, to have fun with it, though, didn't we? So, I mean, that's why I call him the Batch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway. Uh, he does look like he is the, the, the product of a millennia-long breeding program. <laughs> <laughs> the meanest thing. And that's why they should cast him. Ass named horse faced. Who said that? That's mean. That's remember. I think we were like maybe fifteen, and we were mm. looking at we were looking at an interview that he did where he remembered the worst thing that somebody ever said to him <laughs> in a review, and it, oh, they God. called him the the ass named horse faced Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> 
Oh, God. But it's so true. Um, and yet we love him. Or rather, I don't know. I I wonder if he's cancelled. He probably is a bit cancelled. So, yeah, I think he is. Anyway, but anyway. We have to go in like half an hour and we've done one page. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Maybe we should just maybe we should just do one chapter. Yeah, okay. And then Let's do, do the that. other chapter. Because so, we have sad boy unexpectedly Paul. found so much to talk about in this yeah. chapter. Maybe we can do three chapters next time. Or are we going to talk about Paul's hot dads all <sighs> of next episode? I think we, we need to devote de- de- a whole episode to the dads. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, great. I just think that's non-negotiable. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Um, so let's talk about sad boy, sad prophet, magic boy. So, Paul. so they send him in. They send. She sends for Paul, and Paul comes in, and he's like, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> um, but he like does the cool thing where he nods to her, like to the Reverend Mother, like she's an equal, despite the fact that she's clearly much better. Yeah, I know. Than like, him. Who the fuck do you think you are? Idiot? Yeah, you are a fifteen-year-old boy. Yeah, you are fifteen. You are fifteen, motherfucker. And Come on, your mother um, is her servant. Yes, I mean, uh, kind of. Uh, I just, I, I just, it doesn't make me feel. It's a very fifteen-year-old boy thing. I know. Um, for like a very serious fifteen-year-old boy to yeah. feel possessed of the like uh, so precocious. Yeah. <laughs> I am Paul. Yeah. I know. Unfortunately, you I am are. Paul. Um, so he talks he talks about she asks him about his dreams. Uh and uh I, d- I don't know if, if the, the dialogue sort of is implying that dreaming is not something that happens to people, normal people, most people. Yeah. Uh, or if she's saying then, dream with a capital D, you know. Do you dream? Well, but the the thing about the thing about another thing about Dune is that anything that they do want to put a capital letter on, they do do it. Yeah, they do. They so, certainly do. Um, <laughs> they sure do. do I mean, that. like the Bene Gesserit way, the rules, <laughs> the voice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm surprised they don't capitalize human all the time. <laughs> so I mean, Frank is showing a little restraint here. I think. Okay. Um, so anyway, so sometimes Paul has dreams, um, and sometimes they're worth memory and sometimes they're not. Um, and he just knows the difference because he is the Messiah, obviously. Um, he's, you know, future Jesus. Yes. You can tell, and then, you can see the time in magic. Yes. And then, you know, she's like, the, the the Reverend Mother is like, tell me truly now, Paul, do you often have dreams of things that happen afterwards exactly as you dreamed them? Like, and he's hey, like, that's the most cumbersome way to phrase that in the whole and world. And he's like, yes. And that's it. Like, no one's like, wow, that's amazing. Everyone's, yeah. and he, he, there's no um, acknowledgement from him that it's any, it's out of the ordinary. Maybe because he doesn't know, because it does talk about in the next chapter him being the loneliest boy in town. Yeah, he is a very lonely boy. <laughs> lonely boy and he has no, he has no playmates. He just yeah. has teachers. But also so, I can see from another angle him being like, yes, of course I can see the future because I'm special. I'm capital S. S is a special. I'm special Paul. I'm special Paul, the oh, specialist sorry. boy. I'm special Paul. The specialist I'm special boy. Paul. I'm, I'm special, special boy. Paul. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yes, yeah, so he has a dream about like a skinny woman with all blue eyes um, and uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, he says uh, like a word that's in a prophecy or a phrase that's in a prophecy, stamp of strangeness. Which I think is good. That is good because we don't know that it's from a prophecy, although it is easy to infer from context clues. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so uh, he, he, and then he says that the girl in the dream says, tell me about the waters of your home world, Azul. Um, and he says, isn't that strange? My home world's Caladan. I've never even heard of a planet called Usul. That's a perfect but maybe... pool, I have but... to say. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. It's a really good pool. Um, and he said, but maybe she was calling me Usul. I just thought of that. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm just having these brilliant thoughts every day. You know, it's this just me. just off the top of my head. I'm Paul. Just thinking my thoughts. I'm just thinking my thoughts, my deep thoughts. Some of thoughts. them are prophecies. I'm oh. just so clever. I just had that thought now. Oh, 
yeah. Anyway, so Paul is thinking his thoughts, um, and then he he says that in his dream he recites a poem, a poem <laughs> to the girl Ray, Ray. Yes, Ray. Yes. Now you mentioned to me previously that the poem is the thing that you like the most and the best. Well, there are lots of things I like actually, but <laughs> I think it is very funny. He says, "It's just one of Gurney Halleck's tone poems for sad times." <laughs> Which is the best thing that anything has ever been called. Fucking rude. I, I just want someone to say one time in my life, it's just one of Josephine Carter's tone poems for sad times. Like, I've written a lot of them. It's the biggest look in the whole world. It's so an extremely sort of, big look. When you're feeling very, when you're feeling sort of melancholy and sad, and maybe you're sitting on the bus and like, kind of quietly crying and also it's raining, and you just sort of, you know, you you reach into your pocket and you unfold a little ratty bit of paper and you sort of mumble read to yourself a tone poem for a sad time and another thing and oh, sorry. under the pines <laughs> solid clean ellipsis fixed M dash because not only is Gurney Halleck Gurney Halleck he's also Emily Dickinson um <laughs> She's good. She's good he's, though. He's like bad Emily Dickinson. <laughs> White upon green ellipsis. And a wind comes through the pines to sway the shadows. The seagulls spread their wings. Lift like And that's wink. just a one word line. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. That's like Rupi Kaur level. Rupi Kaur level poetry. Frank Herbert, you just <laughs> Frank Herbert, you are showing your entire ass. Oh, just like just like Paul sitting on a bus in traffic, very sad. He reaches into his authentic leather, fake vintage uh, shoulder bag. He pulls it's, out a little bit of Ruby it's both Authentic and fake. I really like that. It's real leather, but it's fake vintage. Okay. <laughs> and um, he pulls out Ruby Car and he just sort of reads it and he thinks. This is so deep. <laughs> Paul really is that fake poetry bitch. He is. Paul has a poetry Instagram, and that's the only way he publishes oh, he his poems. Does. Isn't and poetry Instagram like, like really busted? Of lined paper and oh. puts filters on them. Good God! Good I hope God. no one. I hope no one who does that listens to the podcast. It's fine. If you if you do. Consider changing your ways. If you do this, you're valid, but also very corny, and I hope you're doing that with the full knowledge of how bad it is. If you do that, you're valid, but, um, uh, you know, just, just be, you do you, to be but aware. also. <laughs> just, just, you know, stay, stay alert. Stay, stay alert. <laughs> Didn't mean for it to come up quite as threatening, but there you go. <sighs> um, anyway, so he reads the tone poem for sad times. Um, and then and he's an obstinate little bitch, which I love. He is a little bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, love it. Yeah. She's like, she tells him something very important about the Kvizat Hadrak. The Kvizat Hadrak. Um, the male who can truly become one of us. And I mean, she falls is... silent, expecting him to speak. And then he just doesn't say anything. He just like stares at her. And it's really ice cold. Yeah, he's and just, extremely he just brilliant. waits for her to speak next. <laughs> Which is a mood. It's it's it's, it's so good. It's really I do good. that when I don't like people. <laughs> um. Mm. Uh, and then I, he's like, I, "Can I leave? Are we done?" I mean, there's there's another there's another good piece of well, another piece of a bit of writing, a sentence that I really like. Tell me. Um. Uh, so this is the Paul staring at her situation mm -hmm. um, and he said it, it says um, she said purpose and he felt the word buffet him reinfecting him with terrible purpose which I, I just like, like the the weird like ring composition of yeah. of the the sentence like I, I found it like kind of very assured like yeah. very confident yeah um, and exciting uh, and I thought, actually, that's pretty good. I think like sometimes <laughs> using that word, a word twice in a sentence in that way, can can seem really bad and like sort of feel very clumsy. It can, but when it, it must, works, 
it, it works. works. <laughs> because, you know, the whole point of it is that it's a reinfection. It's like this recursive loop yeah. of I don't know. Um I just I really liked it. Because most most of the most of the time when someone uses a word twice in one sentence it's an accident. Yeah. And this feels very just like yeah. just like oh <laughs> but it's sort of like boomerang off yeah. each other it's like having a word sort of bounce around in your head and being yeah. distressed by it it's like bouncing back two mm. seconds in time and the wrongness of seeing it twice in a sentence and knowing that that's sort of yeah oh i love it <laughs> it reminds me of um have you ever come across like um figura etymologica or etymologica i guess is mm-hmm. how my latin teacher used to say it mm-hmm. um which is where in a in a poem or in uh like in the in a line of a poem or in a couplet or whatever mm-hmm. in a unit of poem like you would use um uh a word and then a word derived from that word that's cool um, and you would be able to you'd be noticing the way that it looks the same yeah. um but it means something like slightly different oh. or like shows shows the progress between one idea and another that is um, such a tasty poetic device. little morsel like, yeah the tastiest uh, yum, a... yum 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 mm. tasty oh that's delicious like it, re- it reminded me a bit of that except it's not even uh but it's so uh, obvious it's so obvious but it's so good yeah when it's done right it can be so good but um that technique that you talked about like imagining that sort of the layers the the layers of meaning within meaning that you mm. can sort of invoke with that is like sort of really like, exciting. I mean, imagine if June was good. Imagine if June <laughs> had been written well. It would be really good if and it was good. And not just it? one sentence out of 50 was like great. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you write 695 pages of something, some of them are not going to be that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like June should be a cool 200 pages long. I think it would be great if it was that. Um, and it should only be the good sentences. Yeah. And only the good characters. <laughs> Um, <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, but so I mean, uh, the Reverend Mother remains uh, ice cold until the end of this scene, where essentially she says, "Your your father is going to die, yeah. and there is nothing that any of us can do to aver- avert this." Yes. Um, and he's just like, "Okay." Uh, he doesn't really, he doesn't really react so super well. Yeah, he's like, he's sort I mean, of mildly distressed about it. He's like, he's like, doesn't want it to happen, but he's not really torn apart by it. No. Or I like, mean, he doesn't have an outside reaction to it. He's mm. just like... Like, Jessica appears to have an actual feeling about... Yeah, she does. ...her, uh, the Duke dying. Um, but, but he's more angry, actually, that, that he hurt, that she hurt his mum. Mm. Which is kind of nice. I mean, it's very again. It's very teen. Yeah, it's very teen. Very teen. Because I he, do... he doesn't see his father very often. Not at all. Not really. Well, no. we haven't seen him. No, not yet. Which I guess demonstrates the fact that he hasn't seen him. Yeah, and his mother woke him up in the morning and like chose out his clothes for him, which I imagine uh, someone of her standing doesn't need to do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Paul is like a weirdly disempowered figure. Yeah. He doesn't appear to have much um, control over his life. I do sort of like that. Me too. It's a bit like he's a doll. Yeah. <laughs> um, or that, I don't know, like he is the, the pampered yeah. uh, uh, scion of the house. He is a little that. prince, isn't he? He's a little prince. He's a little prince. And it's like, um, you know how uh, in... Um, Parks and Rec creation. Donna says about Tom, uh, the guy who is played by Aziz Ansari, who is I, tiny, I that she Thomas. just wants to pick That's him good. up and fly him around the room like a little prince. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. That's so perfect. So good. Right? I want to be somebody who makes someone else feel like that about me. <laughs> I don't even really understand the the complicated relationship that gets you to that place but okay it's so good <laughs> i love it um and another thing that i really enjoy about paul is that part of his whole power is the fact that he is kind of feminized and that yeah. he has been taught things that only the benegesserit 
children, so the women, girls, young women, mm. get taught like the voice yeah. and you know and the ways the, of like the way the capital W way yeah. And, um, and that's against the rules, capital R rules, because he's a boy. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's it just trans. feels really. Yeah. He's trans. Trans. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. And I his don't mother know. loves him and supports him. Mother. 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 Mother, I mean, mother. Mm. I don't know, I just find it like he's a teenage edgelord. Yeah. I'm so, just a teenage age lord, baby. So this yeah. chapter was really interesting. Yeah. Mm. And the next chapter was interesting too, but we don't have time to talk about I it. I mean, we can do a little preview, like, like a, a sneak preview about of 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 next. Are we going to are we going to glue these episodes together? Like do we need to do two recording sessions for one episode we or We can do, but we've been recording for literally an hour. <laughs> literally an hour. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is a good sized episode, especially if we're doing worm of the week. Um, okay, and I, I don't have s- another worm. I want to say a closing thing about Paul. Okay, which is so, <laughs> at work. I work at a college, <laughs> and I'm gonna say this because that nobody oh, who I work with at college will ever, ever, ever listen to this podcast ever. They are forbidden. But I mean, also all of this, your stories about your kids are just like very good. There are two boys. One yeah. of them is seventeen. Uh-huh. One of them is twenty, but acts a lot younger. And oh. they both have had sort of like odd childhoods where they like they either didn't really get to socialise much, or like kind of weren't allowed to go outside, or were oh, in a, God. like or had to move around a lot and like didn't really have friendships from there. And mm. last week, one of them emailed me, and they were like, "Well, we want we want to talk to you about something because we want your advice." Um, and it's not like a serious issue, so don't worry about it, but we just want to have a chat. And I was like, okay, I wonder what this is about. Mm. Um, and, and I spoke to them today. And the reason I say this is because it feels like something the pool would do. Um, so we, we got a private space and I was like, okay, so what's up? What do you need advice about? And they were like, well, we're very lonely. <laughs> We're just really lonely boys. <laughs> and we don't know <laughs> We don't know what to do about it. <laughs> oh my God. It was so good. It was so good. Ray, how is it that you get to have priceless interactions like this? It Ray, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Ray, I feel like I'm dying. And then and then I was like okay, I don't really know what to say because I'm not very good at having friends, especially, like, offline. Oh. <laughs> I'm really bad at keeping friends, so I was like, well, uh, <laughs> I also have trouble with this and um, maybe be honest with people and talk to other people who are also awkward and seem like they don't have friends. And don't be friends with people. Don't do things for people so that they'll keep you around because that kind of relationship dynamic turns out very badly. Good luck. Goodbye. (laughs) But it was so funny. I am crying. I I am crying. Me too. I'm crying for these boys. I'm crying legit tears. (laughs) Um. So that was an interesting interaction I I had today. That reminded me he would do that he would do that to his two training dads see i i it's it's in this it's in this chapter that is just to come that paul starts reminding me of um uh you know have you seen um fucking uh, uh what shit damn <laughs> Um, the the and probably because um, it got planted in my head somehow because actually I know how um, because Gurney Halleck in the movie mm-hmm. in the old movie mm-hmm. is Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. um, and I this kind of from kind of brain brain um, my brain illness <laughs> I have a I have a highly associative mind don't you know mm. um, I have so, a disease. 
Who for have a disease. It's called being very smart. Um, no, that's not what I mean. Okay. Um, so, as you know, Patrick Stewart is uh, Captain Picard in yes. Star Trek. Yes. And Paul is reminding me of Wesley Crusher. You know Wesley Crusher? No, I don't. Oh, he's like a child genius. He has big jumpers. That's very good. Um, and it's in the, he's in the next generation, um, and he's like sort of a, a soft boy, and he's a bit pathetic, um, and he's a lonely boy because he's the only child on the Star Star Trek. That is great. Ship. I'm well aware um, that you have nine minutes. Mum just got home. Let's do Worm of the Week. Okay. No, no. I just wanted to say that I, I think that there is a, a probably a lineage of these men child Ren. Yes, um, and sad, the sad boy collective, the, the sad, sad boy, boy generation. Sad boy generation. I'm just so moved. I'm so moved <laughs> by your your boys being like, I know, me too. ah, I'm my god. I'm so lonely. I know. Uh, like, I wish I could tell people I was lonely. I know. I was like, you, you brave children. You brave. Yeah, but I anyway. also found out later that one of them had done something bad to one of my. Favorite girl children. So I was like, "Oh, never never fucking mind." Um, (laughs) You don't deserve to be. You you deserve to be lonely. (laughs) My my worm of the week is the worm that everybody is referring to when they say a worm. It's one worm worm and it's real, and everybody everybody wants to tell this worm about exciting things. I have to reply to mother. Tell me, tell about your worm of the week. Okay, how how are we going to cut out the yelling at mother? All right. Okay, I'm back. Hello. Hello. Okay. I just was like, oh, it's mother. Hi, mother. <laughs> mother? Mother! Um, mother! The Reverend Mother. Um, so, I guess... Okay. Yes. Uh, I guess I have... Going into this with no thought whatsoever, my worm of the week is the worm emoji that does not yet exist but should exist because there needs to be a worm emoji. Please. There's like a caterpillar. Emoji. There's a caterpillar. A caterpillar is not a worm. I know. It is very cute, but it's not a worm. And there it's needs not to a be worm. worm emoji. There needs to be a worm so that I can text worm to people. Let's go to the emoji council with our proposal about the worm emoji. There needs to be a worm so that I can put it in uh, like the podcast title. I know. I'll I'll put together some artwork, some prospective artwork for it. Uh huh. We can go to like wherever it is in America that you have to pitch emojis. I'm um, googling emoji council right now. There there was an episode of Reply All about it or something like Ugh. that where they they um they were thinking about how emojis got invented and they wanted to invent an emoji and then they met a, a Muslim girl there who was inventing a much more important emoji than this. Okay, um, because there wasn't a hijabi emoji, and she wanted there to be one. And it well, was really there needed important. to be one. There does need to be one. It was. It's really important that there is one. Yes. Um, yeah. How many people in the world wear hijabs? I know, like millions of people. Um, yeah. I bet. I mean, I bet there are some really underused emojis. Yeah. I bet there's like, you know, um, the hole, the hole, the hole. <laughs> I the do hole? appreciate the hole. I do. I think it's kind of a weirdly ironic one because it symbolizes the absence of something. <laughs> I always think that emojis that are really thin and long, like the candle, uh, you know, the the jumping up and down scar man, um, yeah. are are weird because they don't occupy the same space. They, yeah, they are that an emoji should. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so your worm of the week is like. The the idea of a future worm emoji. One day there will be a worm emoji, and it will be the it and it is the worm of the week this week. It is the worm of the week. The hope for one day that there is a worm emoji. I have a dream that <laughs> there will be a worm emoji, and the, my dream that there will be a worm emoji is the worm of the week for me. That's a great worm of the week. Very good Thank one. You. It's Thank, very you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. We got an avocado. We got a croissant. We will get there. We will. I'm sure we will. Um, I know that we have um, university Twitter. Yes, we do. Uh, and I am, it is at university, D-U-N-E-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y, university. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how the podcast name is spelled. Yeah. Um, Look it up. 
this the June and then the end of university. Uh, yeah, and also if you have any questions or things to tell us or things to show us, um, please send an email. Like you can DM us or you can send an email to university at gmail dot com, spelled the same way as the podcast name is. University at university dot <laughs> Um. Uh, I want yeah. I want that custom also, domain. We are well. I say we are. Um, we're very happy to be accepted into the warm, strong, trans, chaotic embrace of the Export Audio Podcast Network that we're a part of now. Yay. We haven't even released an episode yet. But no, I know. Thanks. I mean, um, God bless this uh, hustle I know. that we have both shown by we, having friends in it. high places who have a podcast network. Yes. Um, so now we're on that, and they, it's great. And they have really good shows. Um, I'm on... Oh my god, Ray, I cannot believe you've gone full podcast and being like, check out the other shows on the network. Listen, they're good. <laughs> Look at the other... <laughs> check out the other shows on the network. Um, oh. I was recently on... Uh, Digimondays, which is a podcast about Digimondays. Oh my god, you want another one? Yeah. Um, I, I have to go and listen to it so I can embarrass you. It's not out yet, but I'll tell you when it is. Oh, um, okay. I did it the day after we recorded our first episode, and I was so filled with podcast energy that I just brought <laughs> this, like, sort of terrible, chaotic, uh, sort of strange aura to this podcast and I destroyed everything like a bull in a china shop and oh, I was great. very aggressive and it was that amazing. sounds scary I did a good job uh huh <laughs> um I recently listened to your um Venom episode oh of God. um uh export audio uh-huh. and guess what you fancy Venom and now I know that about you I don't know why you wouldn't expect that I know I expected it but it was weird to hear you say it with your voice okay cool um and I don't really understand. Like, see, I'm I'm very extremely not online now. I've I've learned the error of my ways. Yeah. And so, um, you're logged off. I'm logged off. So, yeah. uh, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Inside you were two wolves. One is logged on. The other is logged off. Uh, it's so I don't really. I mean, I am scared that having a Twitter will suck me back on into Twitter. Yeah. And I don't want that. Uh, and okay. it can all stay very far away from me, okay. except uh, I am already excited about seeing tweets and stuff. <laughs> um, but no, yes. Um, yeah, don't at me. Do we have a closing line? Uh, we talked about saying, uh, I'm the spice and I'm the worm. But, um, and, and depending on, on, on who was feeling what. Uh, I'm the spice. Okay, you're the spice. I'm the one. Bye, thanks for listening. Bye. In between my toes, I'm skanking on a dice floor. I'm drunk off that Hennessy. I ain't sober. I don't mix with. Coca-Cola or soda But right now I'm on a roller I take a look over my shoulder And I see this sexy thing I think it's time to work my way over So I shuffle on my heels And I bounce on my toes I'm crazy and she knows Still it's all good I suppose So she didn't complain She backed it up So I got behind her and I lapped it up Then we danced all night Then the sun came up Then I took it to my yard And I wrapped it up